welcome. Well, you're at home with Jim and Joy, and you are an important part of our EWTN family, and we would love to hear from you. So send us an email with your question or comment to Jim and Joy at EWTN.com. And today, our guest again is Kim Cameron Smith. She is a Catholic author, a podcaster, and she has written an outstanding book on how to keep your teen involved in the faith, Rooting Your Teen in the Faith, a field guide for Catholic parents. And it's available at EWTNRC.com. And, you know, we were sharing with Kim yesterday, you know, about the time as parents, especially with teenagers, how you have to be courageous, <laughs> how you have to be full of faith, full of hope. And I can remember it was a scary time for me as, you know, these yeah. children were taking their little detours and you're just like, what? <clears throat> um, and I can remember crying out to God for wisdom. <laughs> Lord, give me wisdom. And Lord, give me the key to my child's heart. And that's, God wants to aid you and assist you and help you. You are not alone. In the Catholic faith, you could call down all the angels and saints um, to say, help me, or pray to your child's angel that they would then be guided and, and led and really um, ask God that give them eyes to see and ears to hear everything that is beautiful, good, and true about the Catholic faith so okay. they don't detour. You don't? <laughs> You're excited about being a mom and a grandma. Wisdom, you know, that's, that's the thing. It's not only our wisdom, it's the wisdom of the mm -hmm. church down through the ages, and that's just so important in communicating with teenagers and with young adults. And so Kim's going to continue to do that for us. And you have, you have hope in the Lord that your child doesn't have to go through this faith drift that can be rooted in the faith. Congress 2024, Indianapolis, the Eucharistic Congress 2024, Indianapolis, Indiana. Visit EWTN.com forward slash Eucharist for more information. Registering through our link will give you a discount, so check it out. We're going to take a break at this point. Kim's going to rejoin us. Um, and we just need to know the authority we have in the Lord and in the strength of His might with our children. We'll be right back. There's plenty more to come. Please don't go away. Welcome back. Well, you're at home with Jim and Joy, and today our guest is Kim Cameron Smith. She is a Catholic author and a podcaster who has written an outstanding book on how to keep your teen involved in their faith, Rooting Your Teen in the Faith, a field guide for Catholic parents. And this beautiful book is available at EWTNRC.com, and you can visit Kim's website where she has great examples of truth and ways that you can follow, learn, be more enhanced, KimCameronSmith.com. Well, Kim, welcome. We're so excited to have you back. And we want you to tell our family how different is it, right, when you're 
raising your children in their faith as opposed to when they become teens and what should parents do on that teen journey uh, when their parent when the children are in their teens to keep them in their faith oh that's a really good question so in faith development, it's similar to emotional and social development where there are stages. So when our children are little, they're at what, what sociologists call an imitative stage of faith. So they tend to believe what we believe, they do what we do, because we do it, they think that's the way it should be done. You know, they go along with it and that seems, that seems great. And know that as you move on into higher stages of faith, you don't leave behind the early stages, you incorporate them as you're maturing spiritually. So with these teenagers, what happens is they become capable of really thinking more deeply about the faith. So in the preteen years, you'll notice that even in their social life, being part of something becomes more important to them. And that's true in their faith development as well. They wanna be part of a community of believers that stands for something and they want to matter to that group. All right, so for those, these younger teens, matching them with ministries in the parish and match them with adults who can nurture them in their gifts, not other peers, so the peers are great, but it's really important that we have cascading care, the previous generation mentoring the younger kids. So for the early teens, you know, they're in an, an affiliative stage of faith where they're trying to experiment and practice using their gifts in a community of believers. And if they get through that stage, they can move on to a searching stage of faith. And in that stage, it scares parents because the teens begin, well, first of all, they become capable of engaging with the faith very seriously and they'll take initiative and want to practice different prayer practices. But along with that, with searching sometimes comes doubting. Mm -hmm. And this is where many of us freak out. Mm -hmm. We think that our child comes to us and says, well, why do we have to go to mass? Or well, how do we know there's a God? You know, and so the, these questions can be done in, an, in a rude and challenging way, or they can be done in an honest, curious, curious way. And a very loving, um, strongly Catholic home can have teenagers that ask these kind of questions. So your role at that stage is to accompany the teenager mm -hmm. in exploring their questions and be, making it safe for them to ask their questions. Because if they get through those stages, guess what comes next? Owned faith. Right. So many parents want their child to go from the baby stage to owned faith. Owned mm -hmm. stage, owned, the owned faith stage is where we say, this is my faith. I'm gonna plant a stake in the faith and it starts to animate your identity and your choices. So many of us, we have 13 year olds and we want them to have owned faith. Mm -hmm. They don't, mm -hmm. they're probably not even capable of it, mm -hmm. but they are capable of affiliated faith and maybe even searching faith and we need to accompany them where they are. It's an excellent teaching and section in your book. So everything you just said, those different uh, stages, imitative, affiliative, searching faith, and then finally own faith, which is what we desire for our children, for ourselves, mm. and we have to declare it again and again. This is what I believe, this is who I am. But to get them to that point, I wanna shift over for a minute because you have a lot of good sections in the book. 
and I think it fits with this section about growing, you know, in, in different stages of faith and especially in, in child development and the teenage years and, and how we're, we're listening or not listening. And so you have rules for communicating with teenagers. You say, do let them talk. Mm -hmm. That's hard mm -hmm. sometimes, right? Yes. Uh, do let them talk. Don't take things personally. Mm -hmm. Don't assume the worst. Do lighten up. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's so important because a lot of times it seems like they were believing, well, then they get to the teenage years and you mean, what do you mean? Why are you asking that question? Because this is the way it is. This is the Catholic faith. But you've got to let them unpack why they're thinking the way they think. Why are they questioning or why are they coming to this new stage or level? So speak to us a little bit about do let them talk and how we could do that better possibly, at least for me. Yeah, and remember that dis discipling your teenager, it's happening even when you're not talking mm -hmm. about their faith questions. It's their, your relationship with them 24-7 yeah. is the, is the, creates the context through which you pass your faith on yeah. to them. So enjoying your children, so lighten up, you know, have fun with your teenagers mm -hmm. are a hoot, right? Mm -hmm. So they're a lot of fun. And if they know you enjoy them, their heart is open. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, particularly with my older two, they would say something and I could feel the hair on the back of my, I was like, oh, you know, and so I, and, but I would have to consciously tell myself, just be quiet, mm -hmm. just let them talk. Because sometimes teenagers need to, they need to hear their ideas out there yeah. Yeah. and they want to sort of talk about it. The fact that they're talking to you about mm -hmm. it, that is a good sign. Mm -hmm. Because what would be the alternative? Right. They would go talk to maybe a TikToker, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So thankfully they're talking to you. So yes, let them talk. Don't assume the worst. One time my daughter, um, she, we homeschool and she had a class and the teacher emailed and said, no one, where is everybody? No one's in the class. And my daughter was still sleeping. And I assumed she just slept through and I was a little irritated with her. And it turned out that the class date had changed and they hadn't informed the students. Mm -hmm. And this whole time I was thinking, right. when she gets up, mm -hmm. I'm really, mm -hmm. I'm really, you know, but instead I didn't assume the worst. Mm -hmm. I, I said, hey, your teacher, you know, emailed to say that a few of you weren't in class. And she looked through her emails and there was, and she said, well, the class is supposed to start next week. Mm -hmm. And she was, she was, she right. was right. So yeah. don't assume the worst, mm -hmm. right? And, and let them talk, let, let them, you know, get yeah. their ideas out there and then just don't assume the worst about them. Yeah. The Old Testament says something about that, doesn't it? That we're to speak of these things, of the faith, of the commandments of the Lord, of that way in the morning when we wake up, then throughout the day as we're walking From around Deuteronomy. with mm -hmm. our, our children and at the close of the day. It should be a conversational lifestyle, conversational discipleship, conversational evangelization, a conversational way we live in, in great joy and beauty and goodness and in truth. Mm. But that's that's uh, well, a that's tough deal Jesus. today. For, I mean, a lot of the so many of the problems aren't the children; it's the parents. Mm -hmm. You know that we're not taking the time to do this. We're not patient enough to do it. We're not crying out to God. We're not confessing to our own kid. Sorry for what I assumed and it, and it wasn't right. It's just a lot of work, you know. And, and, and it's this is the investment we have to make in our kids. What are you going to say, honey? Well, it's the discipleship of 24-7. It's not like, okay, now we're going to go to church. 
and now I'm going to become holy in this hour, but I'm going to live like hell the rest of the week right before your eyes. You're going to see mommy lie. You're going to see mm. me compromise. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, what message is this? You know, who are you really? Yeah. Or are they see you when you, when you do make a mistake? And we made a lot of mistakes with our kids. We would go to them and say, we're sorry. Like, I, maybe I overreacted. Maybe I didn't listen to the full story or, you know, and so they, they would go, okay, so look, my parents, guess what? They're human. Because sometimes in children's eyes, they think that we're superhuman mm -hmm. and we know everything. And then we stay on that pedestal, but that's not real. Right. <laughs> you know, they have to see us working this out. And so with teens, as, as scary as it is, and I can remember even with our grandchildren, you know, I got them a, that youth cat as opposed to when youth we be, yeah. when Jim, when we became Catholic, there was this catechism. I was like, I, I am going to know that. <laughs> I was like, no, you know. But the youth cat was really helpful. Mm -hmm. You know, so you could say, well, look it up, you know, figure it out, you know, and then come back and we can talk about it. Um, and now my granddaughter is dating someone who is not Catholic and that's being really helpful she's understanding and she's having to explain why she does what she does on her faith journey too. Mm. So we have to give them tools too, right? Uh, because it is scary if you send them off to the youth group and they're like, I don't identify with anybody there. Nobody is like me. And then we're like, okay, you don't have to go, you know? And then it's like, well, go figure it out. Go, you know, try it. Maybe you're there so that you could be a blessing to them. Right. and push them to sometimes do the uncomfortable thing. Yeah, so many things you said resonated with me. So I just love it that you mentioned apologizing to mm -hmm. your team because they know mm -hmm. you made a mistake. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, you know, they know it. Yeah. So I, the reason that's important is they're not, you're not only repairing your relationship with them, but you're modeling for them how they fix their own mistakes. Mm -hmm. And the other reason I love that is having um, a relationship where forgiveness is easy, mm -hmm. that actually actually helps your teenager understand what God is really like. Mm -hmm. He is a forgiving God mm -hmm. because your teenager's relationship with you creates a model for him for what God is like. Right. So if God is the God that ignores him, ignores problems, doesn't really care what's going on with him, you know, if, if that's how the parents are, he'll think God is like that until he digs a little mm -hmm. more deep, deeply, hopefully. But I love that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you live your faith in such a way that your teenagers see that it makes a difference in your life, that has such a huge impact on them. And when your faith helps you discern how to fix things when they go wrong, that will have an impact mm -hmm. on them. And, you know, like I said, a really important like foundation is fun, love, right. having fun with your teenager. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a moment as you're watching this, if you feel so disconnected from your teenager that the very idea of leading them in prayer, teaching them prayer habits, teaching them about the, the church's moral teaching, well, start a step back mm -hmm. and, and, and nurture the relationship, nurture the connection. Your teenager is wired to want to lean on you. Yeah. Believe it or not, mm -hmm. your teenager is wired to want it. And if they don't feel they can lean on you, they just lean elsewhere. They lean on social media mm -hmm. or a peer. So be the person they can lean on and the questions and the healing will begin. Yeah. And we were 
sharing some before the show about genuine affirmation. And that's been one of the greatest things for me in an intentional commitment to the Lord, God's divine affirming love for the essence of our being. And we want to strive for excellence. We want to call our kids to excellence. But God doesn't love us necessarily because we're excellent. Mm. He loves because we're his children. Yes. And I found some of the best times to love our children is when they've done nothing or something wrong. Mm. And sometimes it's deeply wrong. And it has a lot of implications to it. And in the midst of that pain, to say this is reality. This is going to be a lot of cleanup and stuff that we have to do. But I love you because you're my son. Because you're my daughter. Mm. You know, and I'll always love you. And somehow we got to get that across to our kids personally, intimately with them, but that our faith is about this. Yes. Mm -hmm. That God's loved us before we did anything. Yes. And he's going to continue to love us. It doesn't yes. justify you get to do whatever you want to do. But that love to take the essence of your child's being and to kiss it and put it back in. Say, this is what the church does. This is what the sacraments do. This is what I'm trying to do for you. Mm. You know, be at home in yourself. I love that. And of course, that's how Jesus treated the disciples. Mm -hmm. So Jesus didn't say, well, as long as you get it right, I'll love you. Right. 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 So we don't want to send a message to our teenagers mm -hmm. that you're belonging with me and you're being accepted in this circle. It's dependent on what you do and mm -hmm. what you believe mm -hmm. that no matter what, you're my kid, right. that you gather them no matter what. Now, that doesn't mean we accept everything they do or say, right. but when they make a mistake, I just love what Jim said, because even when they make a mistake, we don't have to pretend like the mistake didn't happen, mm -hmm. but we can accompany them mm -hmm. and let them know, I am on your side, and being on your side means I'm gonna help you make it right. right. And we accompany them through that. That is incredibly powerful, because mm -hmm. many teenagers, and the parents don't intend it, they really, really believe that their parents' love depends on them getting the right grades, getting mm -hmm. into the right school, right. and looking the right way. Right. Right. And, and that's where they get the message where we're raising them for this world. Mm. When they're not, they don't belong to this world. Yes. They're marked as Christ's own forever, and we're raising them for heaven. And it's our job as parents to get them there, mm. not to get them into the best school, not to, I mean, you know, we did a lot with our kids to athletically, academically. I wanted them to excel, to be the best of version of themselves. Yeah. Um, but it was even more than that. There was a greater call on them. And sometimes kids will test you to say, what, what if I color my hair purple? What if I put three earrings in my ear and nose? Are you still going to love me? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. I am. And, and when you break the rules and violate the rules and the other children in the house are watching like, oh gosh, now what are we going to do? Like, this is really big. It's like, we reset mm -hmm. the rules. We never throw the person away. We restore them back to the family and we reset the rules and say the rules were broken and violated, but the rules are still the rules. And God doesn't change the rules for you. Right. And, and they need to hear that. And we had to say that many a time because they're looking, I love what you said, how they're wired mm -hmm. for you. And they want your answers. They want your faith. They they want your God. Mm -hmm. And we have to. We can't shrink back. Can we just have a minute? So, just what's on your heart to share with those viewing today, especially parents of teenagers? What word do you want to leave them with? I would really want to encourage the parents of teenagers and say that 
you have what your team needs mm -hmm. to make it over the bridge of discipleship. You don't need to know everything. You just need to be open, be open to, to, their, for, to, to their questions, to love them, to enjoy them. And you know, if you hit a rough patch, God accompanies you. Mm -hmm. If you keep your relationship with God um, first in your life, you, you will get through, you'll have a peace that no matter what happens, your child will be okay. And you know, we're raising our children in a world where the family is the source of the great battle, spiritual battle. Mm -hmm. And everything you do, it's never for naught. Mm -hmm. Everything you do to love, nurture, and pass on the faith to your children, it's something, it's going in mm -hmm. somehow, even if you don't see it right away. Kim, thank you thank so you. much for helping to beautify the church, helping God's children meaning us as parents, equipping us to do the work of the ministry and to help disciple our children, to take that as priority in our lives, to evangelize our children beautifully in the Lord. And we're assured that God will do his part. Thank you so very, Thank very you. much. Thank you. Rooting your teen in the faith, a field guide for Catholic parents available at EWTNRC.com. We'll be right back. Plenty more to come. Please don't go away. Welcome back. Well, Father is with us, and we want to hear all of your wisdom and what you <laughs> believe Kath, uh, Kim was sharing about. Well, I like what she talked about, just making mistakes. And the reality is we're all going to make mistakes. And as I said the other day in my homily, um, that we're going to make mistakes. Mother Angelica used to say that she learned more from her mistakes than she did from her virtues. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that a lot of parents, I have a lot of my friends that are married, um, just to see them um, get married and they, they have children and they're scared that they're going to mess up their kids. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. the reality is we're all going to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. You've made mistakes. I make mistakes mm -hmm. all the time as a priest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I've, I think I've learned so much from mistakes. And I think you can say the same thing. You, mm -hmm. learn, you try your best to make good choices in raising your kids. I mean, I tried my best to make good choices in, in being a priest, but the reality is we have to try. We need to right. make decisions. Sometimes you're gonna be good. Mother Angelica always used to say, ask me a year from now, then I'll tell you if it was a good decision. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know? So um, I think we need to not be afraid to make mistakes. Right, and the beauty no, of that learn. is it shows mercy. <laughs> Yeah. and grace yeah. in relationships yeah. as in with marriages and mm -hmm. as in family life because not only but brothers and sisters are going to hurt each other mm -hmm. and they have to understand and comprehend mercy and grace and parents are going to have to ask forgiveness of their mm -hmm. kids and mm -hmm. it's a beautiful thing mm -hmm. Amen. well father close us in a prayer and with a blessing especially praying for the raising up of uh, young adults for the glory of the lord sure for our dear family at home, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he turn his face to you and be merciful to you. May he show you his kindness and give you his peace. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Go in peace. Thank Amen. you, Father.
So as we do this work of parenting, especially with teenagers, or being grandparents and working with teenagers, may we know Abba the Father's love for us, that we are the children of God. May we deepen that faith so that we can transmit that faith in the power of the Spirit through the sacraments of the church, sharing about how much we love the sacraments, the grace that comes through them, the winsomeness when we really understand mm. the church as mother, that these teenagers and young adults would be raised up in this time, in this generation, for this very hour. God bless you. God bless all of your loved ones. You're an important part of this EWTN family. You are never alone. And you're always at home with Jim and with Joy. Bye now. Thank you.